said a hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, do the hip hip hop, you don't stop the rockin' to the bang bang boogie, say up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. Hey, what the fuck is up, who day land? Yo, just change those words and put it as who day. A who day? A who? I don't know. I can't Sna- fucking sing. Snapped the five-game slide. <laughs> Snapped the streak, dude. I, I was feeling some kind of way the past two days. Feeling good. It finally feels good. Like, I was fucking miserable during that fucking losing streak, man. It was brutal. It's, it was tough times. It sucked. I mean, even like a shitty win just makes you feel good about yourself, you know? Especially because a couple of those games were winners, and then the other ones were just like getting your fucking ass beat. Yeah, we we got our ass beat way too many times. We just we just needed something desperately, any kind of sign. I mean, more guys got hurt, but like the season's out of reach. So uh, now we're just kind of watching Joe take the reins. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's like you said, you got to instill like a winning mentality in people. You know, there's it's not a give up method. Because here's my problem about tanking for a pick. How much higher are we gonna move up? Not, not enough to to make a huge difference. Because honestly, you got to think how many teams have four wins or less. Like we can't compete with where they're at. Right, but the only thing is those teams keep winning too, so yeah. it's fine. I mean, the Forty ers won this week. Uh, Who's got the least amount wins? Raiders. It's got to be Raiders and Cardinals, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they're. I think they're the top two positions right now because they're both three and eleven. They both suck ass. What's funny is they both have wins against teams that should be playoff teams. Uh, Cardinals yeah. beat the Packers and the Steelers. I'm sorry, the Raiders beat the Steelers. How sad, dude. Uh, fuck. Well, uh, welcome to Happy Hula Days, you bastards. This is episode five. What the fuck is good? Uh, Not too much. Where'd we leave off on? What we got? Ravens? Yeah, we left off on the Ravens game, I believe, which was a... Wasn't a bad loss, but it sucked even more because we had a fucking chance in that game. Was that the last Andy game? No, the no. Browns game was. That was the first Driscoll game. True. Wait. Yeah, Andy got hurt at the at Browns, the uh, Browns game. game. Yeah, that fucking bad snap from Billy. Yeah, but I mean, Driscoll kept us in that. I don't know. I'm too much of a fucking drunk to remember this shit. Well, I don't think it really matters. The reason why we lost the Ravens game is because we threw to Cody Core on fourth and three. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you can break down whatever the fuck you want else about that game. When you throw to him on fourth and three, you set yourself up for failure. And he just dummy arms it. He he just... He just looks like an idiot out he there. He doesn't I mean, even catch 50% of his passes. So I'm, I mean, he did score like our only touchdown against Denver, which uh, all surprised us. We all looked at each other like, the fuck? But, I mean, that dude sucks. But no, he's special teams only. He needs to stay there, and that's fine where he's at. I mean, he's going to have to play this week because uh, Boyd's out too. And I get it. I'm just saying hypothetically, in a healthy lineup, Cody Core should not get offensive snaps. No, never. I mean... We how long have Bengals fans been like just champing, put Tate in because Cody Core sucks, but Marvin loves Cody Core for some reason, man. Yep, then Tate hasn't done well with his snaps. He dropped his first couple uh, attempts, and he's just not a very good route runner. But yeah. but he's a, he he's, he's raw and he's a big motherfucker. I can see not having him in when we're not in our own territory, but in the red zone, he should be in there. Yep, because. 
Well, I mean, especially now that Boyd's going to be out. We lack so much size at wide receiver. I mean, listen to this. This week, our starting wideouts are going to be John Ross, Alex Erickson, and Cody Core. It's like, oh man, holy shit, dude. Yikes. That's, that's terrible. And then we have Tate. And we can bring up someone off the practice squad, uh, Kermit Whitfield, who's five foot eight, or uh, I if forget you, the other fucking guy. Even if you have ever wanted to see a college style offense be ran, it's gonna happen this week. Yeah, we have to. Like, I mean, Driscoll looked like shit this week, worse than he did he the past two weeks. He couldn't make. He proved to everyone that when he had that good game against the Browns and like finished up the game and kept us respectable, people were like, "Oh yeah, Driscoll, he could be the guy." No, no. he couldn't make any throws. We had sixty-eight passing yards through two quarters. Well, he. John Ross could have had like two touchdowns if he didn't over or under throw him every time. Time he's not there. He doesn't know when to he doesn't know when to pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean Ross ran that really good route. Everyone says he didn't even try to catch that ball in the end zone, but he did. It was it He doesn't was, it, he doesn't too, have to. He's too fast and it was it was just slightly behind him and when you when you have that speed he was already out of bounds by the time he can make a move to come back for it. The that's my problem with the run guys on um, the running quarterbacks on offense is that slight hesitation and that trigger of should I just run this Yeah, is what throws off the timing of finding John Ross in the back of the end zone. Because right. Andy has no intention of running that if he's in there in that scenario. He's going to put it in the half second earlier and we probably score. Yeah, and I mean... And we're seeing we saw some uh, some better upsides like since Marvin's taken over the defense too. I mean, we gave up a fuckload of uh, of yards allowed against the Ravens because we didn't know how to how to how to read that that Lamar Jackson the style RPO, dude. Because n- not many teams are used to playing that in uh, in the in the pro game. But after that, the the Broncos and this week against fucking the Raiders, we we cleaned that up a lot. We didn't allow too much yardage. Phil Phil Lindsay had a good game, but they didn't they didn't totally destroy us. No, it's and like we're still really banged up too. It's like um, a lot, see, it's funny when people talk about RPO and like having a hard time with it. The only reason I I'm I get annoyed by that is because. Literally, it's about your assignment. If you're the edge rusher, you stick with the quarterback no fucking matter what happens. The linebackers have to handle the running back if it's a handoff. Yeah, I agree. And when you start confusing that, that's when people miss a tackle and a quarterback gets a 15-yard run. If you're the edge guy, your eyes are on the fucking quarterback literally no matter what he does. You contain, and if it's handed off, the linebackers have to crash down. Yeah, absolutely. Um and, and we don't do that enough, but they're working on it. Uh, I knew we would see a little bit of improvement with Marvin taking over. I don't. I didn't expect a lot with what he has either. I'm, I'm going to the Raiders game. The only thing I'm sorry about is why the fuck weren't we running RPO more? Yeah, I don't the, know. The entire Raiders defense collapsed on the on the line every time they thought it was a run when it was a handoff. Yeah. You know how many fucking yards fucking old Driscoll could have had if he would have kept those. And then just bust it out to the edge. Every time, because they weren't biting on it at all. They they knew our game plan was to run Mixon. Granted, Mixon had a fucking awesome game because I'm saying you, he's just he's there, just a workhorse. There was multiple times where I watched that, and I'm like, if he keeps that ball, 
eight of those defenders are already sold in the box. Yeah. They're already got their eyes on Joe. So just sweep. He's so just fast. Keep, just keep the handoff. You're getting the first down every time. Right. Watch some of that Ravens film and do what they do. We have two weeks that of games that don't matter, and it's just spoiling uh, two division rivals' playoff chances or playoff position. So, like, what's better than that? That's what ended our year well last year is ruining Baltimore's chances at the playoffs. You have to... You have to experiment with the players, and what we were talking about is they're still using the Andy Dalton playbook. Yeah, I for know Jeff, and that's not going to work. And he can't he, make those throws. Right, he he can't make those throws. He doesn't have the chemistry with the offense that Andy did. He he doesn't have as many reps under his belt throwing. So, and it's he he could have been intercepted way more than what he was. Oh yeah, definitely. He could have been intercepted a bunch of times. The Raiders dropped a couple. Sean Williams dropped a gigantic one that would have been a pick six at the <laughs> right very beginning the of the very, game. Yeah, right at the beginning. He uh, sh- when he dropped that, I was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna be here at the end of this game, wishing he would have gotten that because we're gonna lose." Dude, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we finally miraculously came up. Joe just carried us all game. Yep. He had so many good runs that. I mean, it that just, the defense actually stepped up. We had at least five sacks. Gino had three, and we didn't have a lot of penalties. Whenever, no, I think we had seven, we which did. is like well, that's like average. Yeah, but the offensive line didn't. Right, they weren't first that. all. They weren't. There wasn't a lot of first. I'm sorry, false start. It was a lot of special teams play. Uh, I I was watching some just like Twitter footage of some of Joe's runs, and they were pretty impressive. The way he bounced some of those holes. And we didn't hold on any of them. It was really nope. good. I mean, it's good to see Westerman in a little bit more. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think we already know Redmond sucks. Cordy Glenn's not as good as we thought he was going to be. I also I also don't know what we're getting out of Cordy Glenn. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're getting his best play. Yeah. I think he's. I don't want to say he's salty because you can't be that as a professional athlete. But like, he knows he's playing with the second and third stringers. So like, right. is he putting forth his best game? Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't can't call it, man. Can't call it. My I uh Joe's great. Um the only thing I wish he changed is goddamn Joe, you gotta get up the field faster. Yeah, I know. A lot of these runs go for nothing because he is trying to wait it out, but dude, we don't have that offensive line. Yeah. We don't have that line that's the Steelers where it takes about a second or two to develop, but the hole's there once mm-hmm. it develops. You know, as much as I hate them, they have a great blocking scheme, and that's why fucking dumbass Bell was so successful. You wait that split second, you hesitate, there's the hole. And that's yeah. what Joe does. He's got that hesitation, and he's trying to see it. It's not there because mm-hmm. we don't – that our line can't make that happen currently. Yeah, I agree. Should we get Nasty Nate on the line? Call the boy. We're going to get Nasty Nate on the line. He's in, like, fucking Dallas or some shit. He's somewhere work. big dumb. He, he said uh, his voice is trash, so he won't be on long. I don't know what that means. Oh, He's probably cool. just, like, sucking a lot of dick Daddy, or something. Daddy, help me. My voice hurts. <laughs> he's, like, he's in Dallas sucking some cowboy dick. Oh, oh. After they fucking got blanketed, got zeroed out. Right. All right, here we go. We're calling this mug. Masturbate Annie King. Get his input on these games. Damn, he hung up. 
What a dumbass bitch. Hey, bitch. I literally just told him, but we were about to call him. Unless he doesn't have his phone on him. Well, if you pick up, he'll he'll hang up. He's probably fucking. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. He's probably ripping shots in the bathroom of his fucking hotel right now. True, bitching about his voice. Daddy, my voice hurt. My voice hurts. I have laryngitis. You know, vagina. You know what? Okay, here's what's gonna happen when he calls back and we say, "So, what were your thoughts on the resume?" He's like, "Oh, fucking no, dude. I was on a fucking plane. I ain't gonna see that shit." I think they got to see most of it. I bet he just. I bet he's just gonna be like, "I just got trash at an airport bar." Yo, what's up, idiot? What's up, boys? Welcome. Yo, why to is the fuck zone? Why? Why do you say your voice is trash? Were you like blowing cowboys down there in Texas? Yeah, because I'm not a steer, so I gotta be a queer, right? There's oh, only yeah, two baby. things. No, I've just got like a fucking cold or something, so I've just been feeling like shit. Same, oh, bro. Weird. I'm salty as fuck. I woke up this morning. I said, "Great, gonna have a cold for Christmas. Everyone can suck my dick." Oh, dude, yeah. I j- I just got allergies like a mug. It fucking sucks. All sniffly and shit. So, uh, did you get to watch the game at the airport? Uh, yeah, some of it. We didn't see like the very end because we were we boarded like right at like three fifty five. Gino sealed the deal for us, bro. Yeah, dog. Gino is a straight up dog. Got two sacks on the last drive. Closed the game out. Also, Hell yeah. Mad props. Hubbard had an awesome game too. Two sacks as well. That one he had coming around the end, he built, he beat Colton Miller like a rookie on rookie and just made him look awful and fucking just blindsided Derek Carr and dummied him. Let's, it was sick. Let's be honest here. How bad is Jeff Driscoll throwing the ball sometimes? It looks He looks lost. Yeah. I, I mean, did you notice on TV, like, I think sometimes <coughs> when we're, like, watching shit at the game, we don't have, like... We don't we don't get to hear play by play and we don't see things like cl- quite as closely. Did you notice like we did that all the time when we were handing off the ball that they were just swarming and Driscoll was selling the sweep, but we weren't y- utilizing that play at all. Driscoll never kept the ball for the run pass option to where they were the eight defenders were waiting for Joe to get the ball. If he would have kept the handoff three or four times, they would have been 15 yard gains. There were a couple times where it was dumb where they're just trying to make him like a pocket passer. It almost looked like where he could have easily gotten out. He and he ended up throwing shitty passes. That's what we were saying about they're they're having Jeff still use the Andy Dalton playbook. You can't do that. Yeah, they're totally different type quarterbacks. I mean, we got to watch like Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson. Well, if you look, utilize that that kind of skill set because he has that skill set. If if you look at these teams like. The Ravens clearly went away from Joe Flacco. And so what they did is they said, okay, we need a new offensive scheme. And they did it without, like, fucking up their team. And so now with the Bengals, you're like, Jeff Driscoll cannot make the same throws Andy Dalton does. Yeah. And he's not even playing with the same amount of talent, which is even worse for him. So, like, do something that's going to suit this guy's fucking playing style. I mean, we won the game, but still it's like, goddamn, why are you wanting this guy to throw fucking seam routes 31 yards down the field? He can't do that. Yeah. Nate, did you wake up feeling like a million bucks on Monday then? Um, no, not really. <laughs> I did. I was hungover as shit, but I felt fucking awesome because I I normally I stopped drinking, but we went to the show after the game at the yacht club. And Joel kept drinking. And I kept drinking and, and he then, smoked a doobie. And I smoked Hell oh, yeah. Dude, I got a story like 
uh I was I was just stoked there, just fucking hammered, still in all my Bengals gear. I kept yelling "Who Day" at all the bands. Okay, uh, let's. Av- after we left the game, Joel was like, "I don't want to leave. I, I, I'm, I, I, I can't leave right now." I wasn't ready to let go, man. So I told him, I said, "Look, last home game we won. Let's get the fuck out of here." He's yelling "Who Day," and no one's giving him a "Who Day" back. He's like, "All these fucking bitches are lame." <laughs> and these three hoes look back. They're like, "Who day?" <laughs> I said that, and then we were standing at a stoplight, and I kept yelling "Who day?" And I was like, "Are y'all Bengals fans or or what?" Like, and no, then, no one was saying it back. But he also kept saying he can't. He was he was losing some of the fan base though because he was yelling "Who day?" And then say he was saying "Rehire Marvin." So the fans. Well, were like, that's from blasphemy. People were like, people were like, what is this guy yelling at right do they, now? Do they not understand sarcasm, bro? So we beat. We beat the fucking Raiders. Dude, we're sitting out there. Joel's taking a piss. I'm in the fucking stands waiting for him. This dumbass fucking fat retard in a Raiders jersey literally is walking by all of us, and he's chanting, losing record. And I was like, <laughs> you are literally 3-11 and 11 currently. Shut the fuck up. And everyone started laughing, and what he just a, kept walking. What a dumbass tard, dude. That's how dumb sports fans are. I'm a sports fan, and sports fans are so fucking stupid. Like, just take the L and leave. You're walking through the stands going, losing record. Your team is 3-11, and 11, sir. And you Shut got the in, fuck up. And you got embarrassed by a team uh, with... Of third stringers. Uh, of third stringers, basically, that have 15 people on IR. Seriously. The Raiders are arguably the worst team in the NFL. With the why, ni- with, why would he be chanting that? With the Niners beating uh, the, C- the Seahawks, I rank them higher than that. I'm not sure who's worst between Arizona and Oakland, though. That's a toss-up because they both have wins against good teams, but they both fucking suck. Yeah, they're they're very bad, very fucking bad. Uh, Nate, what did you do for the Denver game? I I can't remember that. Oh, we went, duh. That was a home yeah. game. I forgot about that. The Chargers game is the one we haven't brought up at all. Oh fuck. Yeah, that's what we missed out on. That I mean, we honestly didn't even play that bad against that good of a team. I was kind of impressed because I expected the Chargers to just like fucking stomp on our nuts. Oh, I I thought they were dropping 40 on us. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I was I was pretty impre- impressed with our defensive play that game too. I totally forgot about that one. I knew there was a fucking gap in between the uh well we were just going we were, we, we were going too far back to the Baltimore game but, yeah we uh, covered that one I guess on the last one but well, with the Chargers game it was very interesting because that's when you saw Jeff's mobility and that's why it fucking pissed me off that they weren't utilizing it bro he beat Joey Bosa dead nuts that Joey, was a Joey, fucking touchdown Joey Bosa had him dead to rights about to smoke him and he just high stepped him and he missed him and I'm like if he can outrun Bosa, he can outrun any linebacker and lineman on there. So why are we not utilizing this? Well, yeah, and that was the ch- the changing point of that Chargers game where I don't I think he was in because I thought the ball crossed the plane and he wasn't touched before they touched him, but well, they ruled that knee down, didn't no, they? No, they didn't rule the knee down. They said he gave himself up. 
But he, which but, when he dives towards the towards the end zone, that's giving himself up. Yeah, that's yeah, making a play for for a score because he, he reached because, like the ball out towards the goal line because he was not touched at all. They said no. he gave himself up, so he's down where his knees at. That no, should not. He made the tip of the ball to the goal line. That's making a play for the score. Giving yourself up should not be a thing in the red zone. That should not be a rule. No, allowed by the league when uh, you're in the red zone. I think the only time you could honestly classify giving yourself up, in my opinion, is if you baseball slide. Yeah. A baseball slide, I would say you're fucking down where you slid. Yeah. Or like one of those times where you see a quarterback like scramble for the ball on a bad like snap and they just like fall on it like they fall straight down but moving the ball forward in your hands to make it to the goal yeah, line, he's a runner i don't see point. how you can perceive that as giving the ball or giving up on the play no he's a runner at that point he's he's he's, yeah. he's a running back or a receiver well yeah and that and like you're not just gonna give yourself up on fucking third and goal no, like it's that's a, it was a dumb it was a dumb call that's that's just common sense that he's making a move for the score, not to give himself up and be like, oh, for, fourth and two. Yeah, because no, nobody actually ever touched him. I could be wrong, but when I watched, I was watching that game. No one touched him. That's no. Why they I, thought they thought somebody brushed him, but when that dude supposedly brushed him, the tip of the ball was at the goal line. Yeah, it was a bad call altogether. Well, and if we if we make that score. We make it a close game. We might actually win that game because that turned the mo- that would have turned the momentum our way because we were really rolling at that point. We looked great. Well, Joe Joe started off hot. They couldn't stop the run, uh, and then of course we couldn't really hit enough wide receivers. Was the main problem. But yeah. the defense hung in there, man. They they were holding them to field goals. Yeah. And, but our problem was we couldn't convert on third or fourth down, bro. We had a fourth and three, pretty pretty deep on our own end zone, trying to make something happen. Got fucking stuffed for a loss. Yeah, we should have made that one for sure. Um, That's the kind of shit that loses you a football game. The John Ross touchdown was good. That was a pretty good catch by him. Yep. The problem is, is John, dude, I I don't understand how long it's going to take this team and this staff to really understand that, like, he can't run the same fucking routes that AJ does. Stop having him run those. He's losing those battles. Dude, it's like every game he catches one good like 13-yard pass over the middle and then they don't target him over the middle at all the rest of the game. Cuz dude, literally Driscoll was throwing him fucking fades to the sideline like he's AJ. I'm like, dude, he's not 6-5. He doesn't Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not making an excuse for anyone in the league, but like you need to understand your personnel. Get John Ross a fucking quick pass and try to get him out into space. I don't understand why that's so fucking hard. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And he looks like he could be a good slot receiver too. And if you're gonna go deep, if you're gonna go deep with Ross, you need to throw as far as you can. Make him go get it. Do not sell it short. Yeah. And He's too fast for that. I mean, th- that's a thing him and Andy will have to work on. I think it I don't think Driscoll has the experience to, to make that happen, but I'm yeah, I'm saying for either quarterback, do not short arm it. You I would rather you throw it through the back of the end zone than short arm it and it gets picked off at the goal line like it did. Yeah. yeah, and another person that I I really wish we would see more is we don't see a lot of Uzama as much as I would. As, they the it, tight end position died after fucking Tyler Eifert went down. Well, and, and and Uzama's made some really good grabs. He 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 grabbed a big first down. He scored two scores week. against that in the fucking Steelers game, the first one. Yeah, and then they didn't touch him in the second half. And he's a decent blocker too. So I don't I don't get why after. Eifert went down that they just like shut out 
tight end that position, position died for us as a as a as, as using them as a weapon as well doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I think he's a solid tight end and he might actually be the only one that we retain next year because all three Croft Eifert Uzama are all up this year Eifert gets the pity deal next year one year with incentive um I like Uzama I think he's a good athlete uh, I just if you're not going to use somebody they can't get into a rhythm you know what I'm saying yeah yeah deaf like if a guy goes out there and plays eighty snaps and you target him fucking twice, yeah, what's he supposed to do? Nothing. He can't get in a rhythm. And it, dude, it makes literally no fucking sense to me that like Nate, wouldn't you agree that when your quarterback is not making throws down the field, that like your running backs and your tight ends become your your fucking safety blanket for your quarterback? And we're we haven't been utilizing either one of those to help Driscoll. Well, you see it out of like multiple teams that don't have great quarterbacks. Like we talked about that before the Dolphins game, how if you're going to stop the Dolphins, all you got to do is make Tannehill throw long because otherwise he can dink and dunk all day long. And we don't seem to utilize that at all with a not great quarterback. Let Driscoll get out of the pocket, either throw those slants as he rolls out or run the ball. It, it doesn't seem that hard to me. Like, where's where's CJ Uzama on first and ten instead of us running the ball every time? Where's CJ Uzama on like a little six yard out route? Because the Browns are gonna wa- are gonna try to shut down our run all day this week because they have a they they have a good front defensive oh, line. Joe, Joe's looking at eight in a box all day long. They don't they don't fear a single person. We're starting at wide receiver. That's why so we have to the play action option. Right. You play action to having Driscoll roll out. Yeah, RPO. It's called the boot, baby. Play yeah. action boot. Get someone over the middle, crossing route. Come on, bitch. This is Madden. This isn't even or let fucking run. science. Because then if they have to keep that lineman to contain Driscoll in, then they can't stop the run as effectively for Mixon. Well, and and Langle has even proven himself that if you put a ball in his basket, he can catch the ball too. He's, he's not he's that competent. bad. Yeah, so so when you run that RPO naked bootleg whatever, and you roll them out like that, you can roll out two tight ends on like a chip, chip and go, bro. That was they don't use that. That was the Patriots' bread and butter when they had Hernandez and Gronk, two tight ends deep. They are both gonna run crossing routes on a bootleg. Yeah, somebody's open. I mean, I uh, what was the game last night? Uh, fucking Saints Panthers. I watched the I watched the Saints tight end. I. Th- one of them, I think his name's Hill. Not There's Hill and then Ben Watson. It might have been Watson. But he came over, made one block on the defensive end, shed the block, rolled out, and then went for like 20 yards. Yep. it's not. Well, it's, when you've only got dumbass Bobby Hart on that side, uh, you can't necessarily let that tight end release. Like, I understand every team has its own faults, but, like, we're talking about generic Madden stuff right now that we can't seem to formulate. Simple stuff. Yeah, I haven't been very impressed with Bill Lazor since week four. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Lazor keeps his job, dude. I don't think so. I uh, I can't really call it, but I don't. I, I think the front office turned on him, and people turned on him. I think, um, if anything, I mean, we'll see what happens at the head coach position, which uh, could rock the whole place. We don't know if Marvin's going to be back, but I think if. If for some reason I don't think Marv is going to stay, I think he's going to decide to step down. But if he would, I think Hugh would take let's, over the OC. Let's just bust it wide open, bro. Who's to say that Marvin ain't going to go to the front office? 
Hughes head coach and calling the plays. Right. I don't think like he did in Cleveland. I don't think that's uh, quite the step up for us. Um, it's kind of just having the same guy and kind of just throwing out a limp dick out there as like a, as like a means to say fuck it. Like oh, yeah. here's there's here's, a means to an end. Here's what you guys wanted, but the, it's not what everyone wants. Let's 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 keep it real. First and foremost, the Bengals the Bengals need to get healthy. Yeah. We can't we can't predict what's going to happen until this team's fucking healthy. Yeah. What do you what do you think's going to happen with that uh head coach position, Nate? I have I have no opinion. Because so many times we thought things were going to change and then last year it looked like the, it actually was going to change and then big old goose egg on that. And no, I do not want fucking Hugh Jackson as our head coach. Suck my dick with that bullshit. Yeah, I'm not into it either. I think we need to bring someone in who's not a been a Mike Brown guy, even though it's not yeah. going to happen. I would almost just rather keep Marvin than make Hugh our head coach and just make Hugh the OC and keep Marvin as the head coach. Then I mean, that was the last swallowed. time. That's even worse to me. Well, that was the last time the Bengals were successful, but that the problem is is trying to make it that make that magic again is not going to happen. Yeah. I think uh, the only coaches they should retain are Darren Simmons and uh, Frank Pollock, offensive line and special teams. Because our special teams, uh, while we had our hiccups defensively on special teams this year. We haven't given up anything major on special teams. Right. Alex Erickson, I think, is in like close the, to top five in the league in return. He's, number, return. he's number one currently. He's yeah, one. he was number one at least like two weeks ago. That 78-yard scamper he had is, kept him at number one. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and and there's not a lot of uh, holds on these long returns that he has, so uh, so that looks pretty good. And we've never really had a problem with special teams. We had that one given up punt return against uh, fuck the Browns, maybe or I don't yeah, Bengals special teams. One, I remember Bengals that. special teams hasn't been terrible and it hasn't been great. You can live with a decent special teams unit. And as shitty as our offensive linemen have been. They've been competent for how bad they are as actual players. So I think uh, I think Frank Pollock has like taken the best of a shitty situation and made some of them good. Like Trey Hopkins actually looks Was pretty great good. Great center. We honestly, me and Delph were talking about that at the game. That uh, move Billy Price to guard and Trey Hopkins should play center because Trey, Trey Hopkins is more athletic at the center position and he gets to the gap sooner. And Billy Price was a natural guard until his senior season at Ohio State, and then they moved him to center. So I don't know why, but you know, knowing Marvin, that's not on. That's not an option on the playing field. Yeah, I look at it as like pretty much. I'm just forward thinking now because we all know the season's over. Basically, we're just trying to salvage some pride wins here. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to like a healthy Bengals offense. We I don't see any glaring holes other than like. We might want to look at another receiver that's more of a possession guy. Yeah, we're not in rebuild mode at all. No, because if you look, Boyd is the number two on that team. Oh, I, I don't care what easily. any I don't care what any fucking dummies trying to tell me about. Well, John Ross is he? John Ross may line up as number two. He ain't number two on no. the fucking team. He's he's not he's not gaining the coverage uh, in the eyes. Tyler that Boyd has Tyler a Boyd thousand is. yard season this year. Yeah, and if he didn't get injured this week, he he could have he could have got close to to making a Pro Bowl if someone uh, if someone uh, opted out of playing. He so, could be a fill-in. So the the only 
issues I see is maybe get another possession receiver, work on somebody. But other than that, you still got AJ. You still got tight, Andy. Tight end's the biggest role to fill. Get the tight end position figured out. And the offense should be there. The offense will be there. I truly believe that. The defense is where we need to figure out, okay, why did we give up 2,500 yards in four games? Linebackers. Fix that problem. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Tez is probably done. Uh, no, I, I yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I've kind of given up all hope on Tez at this point. He's probably played, like, what, like 10 games in two years, if in, that. Injured or suspended, and honestly, you kind of feel a little bad for the guy because he he's legitimately had to change the way he plays because he won't be able to survive in the league, and you look at a guy who's scared to make a play still yeah, because he's worried about it being detrimental to the team. I think he'll get picked up by someone, but I, I just don't think he's he's on a um, incentive-based contract, so I don't think we're uh, we're going to be willing to pay him and the, literally the money that no one wants. in our linebacking core that's been starting. I don't know what you think about this, Nate, but no one's worth keeping besides Vigil. In the linebacking core? Yeah, you have Jordan Evans, no. Hardy Nickerson. I mean, come on. Not at all. And, yeah, like you said, Vontez is basically a dog with a muzzle on. Yeah. He's of no use to us anymore. He looks slow and scared to hit anybody. And then when Every he time does, he does, he like, gets hurt. Yeah, he either gets hurt or then all of a sudden he, like, pulls back super hard because he's like, oh, shit, I got to hold back. And then he goes right back into scared dog mode. Yeah, and I think we're in the same boat at middle linebacker. I don't. I don't think they're going to re-sign Preston Brown. No, he's nope. terribly slow. Yeah, and I, I, he he never had a fucking injury until he came here. He played every snap in Buffalo. So they'll I, probably re-sign Nickerson just to keep him on the bench. But they're going to have to probably they're going to probably have to pick somebody up and draft a linebacker or two. Because right right now, Vigil's your smartest linebacker. When you watch Vigil play. He rarely is out of position where you're like, what a dumb asshole. Yeah, but he doesn't have like the athleticism that you right. need. But no, I'm saying you, he, you still need a strong middle linebacker. He, Vigil's the guy, Vigil's the guy that can teach the semi younger folk, hey, you need to be over here. When How to be this, in position. You need to be like here. Le, like Leon Hall did with Denard. He didn't know sh- all he was on was pure athleticism, so somebody had to teach him how to actually play the position. He's like, when you see this in motion, you need to be here. Yeah, speaking of Denard, too, he's in a contract year, so he's one of the guys we might retain, but I'm honestly not sure if we do. I think he'll get kept. because Hopefully. Because Dre still has two more years left. Oh, Dre's riding out that deal. No one's going to go after Dre when this deal's up. Oh, no. He's going to ride it out, and we're, I doubt we'll cut him because we need cor- we need a veteran quarterback still. As long as he, as much as he's been bullied and targeted this year, like I know, I know he's effective. I so. know Darquez is the nickel guy, but I really think that Dre is more suited to be the nickel guy, and yeah. you go find someone else who's a better corner than Dre, because Dre's a big enough body to where like he'll make the play. But are you going to trust him to guard someone four to six seconds down the field? Absolutely not. I also believe Sean Williams is up this year too. That's another guy we should hold on to. Yeah, I think Sean and Jesse Bates is a good combo in the very bat in the back end of the defense. I do too. It's a lot better than what we've had in the past. It's definitely a step up because they force a lot more turnovers. Yeah, and, our problems are not at safety right now. And I saw which is rare because usually it, that was and, the and biggest problem. I'm, 
Fedge is even passable as a backup oh, yeah. safety. I have no problem with him coming in. Oh, no. Yeah, he played great when Sean Williams was suspended. The um the one thing I liked about what I did see from the defensive side of the ball was Marvin Lewis was treating uh Jesse Bates like he treated Ed Reed. He's like, I'm you're not gonna have to cover a single person. You get to make the decision of what you think's the right call. Yeah. And he, what happened then? Jesse Bates is just playing ball hawk and he is in on every single tackle. He's wiping dudes out, he's stripping balls, he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Yeah, we we never needed a, a safety that's gonna make a lot of sacks. We need a guy that's gonna force turnovers and bat down balls and just just make sure nothing stop the it, run once it gets to the secondary. And because, he's good at that too. Because Sean Williams yeah. Sean Williams was playing press coverage and man most of the game and literally Jesse Bates was single safety over the top, just like yep. all right, you get to make the decision. Yeah. So uh if if we get that uh head coach role uh open, do is there any guys that you guys would specifically like to see? Mike McCarthy. You would? No, I'm just kidding. He, he he's <laughs> uh, not, ter- not he, sure he's, he's not terrible, but he's he's going to cost too much. Is the problem? Yeah, that's the thing with him. I I like that he has Super Bowl experience and uh, playoff winning experience. But honestly, I think it would be good to get a fresh like OC or DC. Well, in there. He, to be honest, I don't. I wouldn't like him as much as the head coach as if we got him as the OC. Yeah, he. I think if he was offensive coordinator, because a lot of people don't realize they're like, oh well. <laughs> You know, head coaches, blah blah blah, that this and all that. When Mike McCarthy is the head coach and calling the plays, you it's saw his system. Yeah, you saw what happened over time, though. Yeah, he he, he was not able to adapt because he was still having to do head coach things. You can't invest the time fully if you're both. If he's just the offensive coordinator, I guarantee you the offensive scheme he would run. He he won't perfect. go back though. He no, won't go I'm backwards. Not, not, Somebody will still hire him. I'm not saying he's someone we would even look at. I'm saying he's the biggest name yeah. out there. Yeah. I, yeah, but I'm saying but what I'm saying is he won't go backwards into just being no. an offensive coordinator. No, no, no he'll, someone way. will still pay him big bucks to be yeah. uh, HC. I don't think there will be as many jobs available this year as last year, but I think he'll end up somewhere like Arizona or something like that. As much as it's hard to make this decision, and you know it's it's one it's like unicorn style shit. We need to find us a Sean McVay. Yeah, and I go think, f- go go try to see who's from that learning tree. I I th- um, we don't come from a system that likes to take chances on a coach though. Whew. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look at our last couple coaches: Dick LeBeau, Marvin Lewis. Not great. No, I feel you. I'm just I mean, saying. I mean, Marvin was Mar- Marvin was a big splash because he was defensive coordinator of the year coming off a of Super Bowl and stuff. But since the Marvin hiring, they haven't wanted to make any kind of uh, hire like that. And we haven't had a offensive mind as a head coach in quite a while because Dick LeBeau was a defensive, defensive coordinator, guy too. Yeah. I'm he's, just saying. He's, is he still at Pittsburgh? No, he retired two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'm just saying. If you would have told me in 2016 that two years later the Rams would be one of the best offensive teams and have winning records from what we fucking saw in that terrible year where they averaged 14 points a game, I would have said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you'd be like, you fucking serious right now? One person, I don't give a fuck. You can give credit to Todd Gurley, Goff, all those people. One person turned that team around, and it was Sean McVay. It was. And uh, fucking uh, Nagy and... In, in Chicago. In Chicago. No one saw the Bears winning that division this year. Everyone probably called them third at best. We literally said on this pod, on the Beaten Cheeks podcast, 
said, I don't think the Bears make the playoffs this year, but they're a contender in a couple years. Yeah, but they turned it up to contender this year in one year's time. So like, But I will take the hit that uh, I believe we all agreed that there was no fucking way that the Bears would make the playoffs this year. Yeah, we all said no oh, dice. Yeah, yeah we, I'll, we I'll take that hit for sure. For our, sure. Our, mine and you were on the Packers train, and Joel said Vikings. Yeah, I said yeah. Vikings. You guys said Packers. and Which neither, were all dumb as fuck for our picks. Yeah, neither one of those have been playing good <laughs> no. at all. The Packers look e- just as equally as bad as the Bengals do, which is V-rare. Yeah, talk about a talented team that just can't fucking put it together. Yeah, I mean, well, the, th- the issue is, is, like, the Magic's run out, bro. Like, you can't not draft well and not sign good free agents and just expect fucking Aaron Rodgers to, like, go out there and, like, oh, Dude, hey, bro. There's, there's still a team that should be able to compete for, like, they should be able to clinch a playoff spot even with the team they have. Yeah, they have enough yeah. talent to Absolutely. easily make the playoffs. They should have went 10-6 and six this year. I think... Yeah. I think the the guys we should eye is the offensive coordinator of Kansas City, Eric Benimini. I don't. Know. I would say what? no. What the absolute fuck did Joel just say? Or, uh, I would say you're stupid as fuck for saying that. Or or the Colts offensive coordinator. I don't even know who that is, bro. I forget his name. Yo, let's hire Deuce Gruden, the little Jack <laughs> motherfucker. That's was that is that Jay's is that John's son? Yeah. Let's hire Deuce Gruden. He's only a strength and conditioning coach, but who cares? You know one name they brought up on the BBP that could the BBG podcast. <laughs> the BBG. I need a. I need a little BBG. Uh, uh Bengal, by the way, Ghost been talking mass ba- shit on you, Joel. Why? Because you said BBG forty thousand times last podcast. I know. I love BBGs. He, he can't help himself. Uh, for that me, you're just jacking swag from other podcasts. No, for me it means uh, beautiful Bengals girl. <laughs> That's You're it. gayer than I thought, even dude. There, there's the save. I'm pretty fucking gay, dude. Um, but uh, they brought up on BBP. What if Vance Joseph becomes available? He has ties to our organization. He just kind of got thrown into a shitty fucking situation in Denver with no quarterback. He had Simeon and Osweiler and yeah. Uh, come on, how how is Keenum. John how is John Elway going to fucking uh? Pick all these terrible ass quarterbacks when he's supposed to be the quarterback guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I, when they brought his name up, I, I was like, I don't think I would be mad about that because he. Uh, yeah, I could see that way more. And he and he used to be a, a, a assistant on the Bengals too, so he has ties with the organization. If he gets fired, which I believe he might, because they're not going to make the playoffs anymore. Uh, they were making a run and then they got beat twice. Having having him come in as head coach in Marvin's step to the front office would be actually a pretty solid move that would make me happy, honestly. You know Marvin's going. He, Marvin's staying on payroll as long as he doesn't go to another team. He's getting a job in the organization. And I'm fine with that. I just, I'm just not, I, I don't hate Marvin. I just am over him being our head coach. I like the way he drafts. I like I think he's I think he's smart about football. I just don't think he has the like tenacity and like I think he's just too hard headed to direct players and make players scared of him or anything, you know? Absolutely. What do you got, Nate? I got nothing, dude. He's like I've been drinking. I'm fucking 
I'm fucking dodo brained. I've been taking Benadryl because I thought it was allergies so much, and it's just not been helping. So, and now I'm drinking a goddamn four dollar bottle of wine in my hotel room. Hell yeah, dude, that's the cut. I love cheap wine. That's sick. I'm gonna watch yeah, the I'm Black. Pulling. I'm gonna watch the Blackhawks game tonight. And maybe drink a bottle of wine. I'm feeling full dodo brain right now. You right as hell, bro. Dude, did I tell you I saw Carlos at a bar? Yes, you told me very enthusiastically because you were very hammered. Dude, I was wicked drunk. I don't remember what time it was. It was like almost 2 o'clock, I think. And I was leaving the bar like downtown, the Righteous Room, the one Jackie works at. And uh, my my Uber had just pulled up and my phone was at like 3%, so I had to hop in soon. But I just see this big ass lifted truck pull up, and I—you knew who it was. I watch his Instagram story, and I and it started parking right in front of the bar, and I was like, "Yo, that Carlos, that looks like Carlos." And then uh, yeah, him, and then my Uber driver was like, "Get in," and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, hesitated getting in, and I saw him step out, and he was wearing uh, orange and black. And uh, as I was getting in, I just yelled, I was like. Yo, Carlos, who day? And he just like waved, waved and said who day and went in the bar. It was tight. I was starstruck, dude. I should have went in and like fucking trying to make out with him. He would have beat the absolute fuck out of you. <laughs> he would have said that ain't bullying, bro. Nah, I would have just been like, hey, man, will you sign my Gino jersey? <laughs> He's like, weird flex. All right. He's like, that's my boy, though. The uh, I'm going to give you guys two names. And we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap the show around this one, um, so we don't start rambling on and getting gay with each other. Two names here of coaches that could come up: uh, hate it or don't care. First one, John Harbaugh. I I'm a hundred percent fine with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it. He he, they're they're. You think tra- he's gonna get canned? Well, they're trading Flacco, and he's on a contract year, and I think those two are going together. <laughs> Oh well, I and don't. Then the new I'll, regime. I don't want I'll Flacco. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that Flacco's going. Go. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. saying both of them are done with Be- with that team because he doesn't like the Lam- the Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he style. wasn't with the Lamar pick. They're they were going in a different direction. I'm game. We'll come for a real pocket passer, baby. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, him, Andy, and Joe Flacco are very comparable. Yes. So he yeah. could work with Andy well, and I honestly. I believe that having Andy is a great asset at drawing a head coach because you have like a top ten quarterback. He's not he's not like a he's not like a Super Bowl winning quarterback or anything that's gonna like lead you there. You gotta have a good team around him. But like that's a that's a valuable asset to have when you're looking at the grand scheme of things as to getting a new coaching job you're like well i could go to arizona where uh they have a second year guy that doesn't know shit yeah, or yeah. andy dalton joe mixon aj green Harbaugh. yeah along with along with fucking joe mixon who missed two games and is still leading the afc north and fucking rushing he's leading the afc in rushing the whole afc yeah the whole rushing, AFC. missing missing two games the uh and aj green who is gonna come back fresh next Har- year harbaugh has done more with less than what the Bengals have. Yeah. So for people to be like, oh, I don't want him, blah, blah. I'm like, you really are underselling how effective he's been in the 10 years he's been there. Well, and he, yep. just, and he just comes from a family that lives and breathes football. Well, man. he's also a player's coach. Players respect him. Yeah. That's the one thing yep. in the locker room where people are like, yo, like when Harbaugh speaks, everyone shuts the fuck up. Yeah, Like totally. they respect him. Now, the other name, which I think is more of a wild card, but I also think it's interesting Josh McDaniels. 
I don't think he's leaving. I don't like it. Um, I, I think I, the I don't I don't think the Patriots uh assistants have had a good track record leaving in uh coaching anywhere. So I'm more on board with Harbaugh than McDaniels. Well, well I'm just saying yeah, I don't I don't necessarily like it, but I would put that more in an I don't care for me. If you yeah. are if you are looking to completely change the landscape and become offensive minded, he's the one. Yeah. But when it comes to leadership abilities, what can he do? Yeah, That's what does he offer? I, I don't know. I guess I can't throw him under the bus just because his predecessors before failed as head coaches. We don't really know what Patricia is going to be like because he's only have he only has a almost a year under his Bro, belt. So don't be talking bad about Josh McDaniels. He coached that. He was the head coach of the Tim Tebow team that beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah, that. True. He knows, dude. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. A change would be nice. So I'm I'm not mad at it, but I prefer the first option. Now, now, do I see Mike Brown trying to get John Harbaugh? Absolutely not. But if you wanted to keep a very similar mindset, but give it a new, give it a new take, and a guy who actually gets – that's the thing about Harbaugh that I liked about looking at that decision was he gets the most out of players. But why yeah. why would and why would McDaniel's be interested in Cincinnati when he wasn't in Indianapolis? Well, I'm saying last it's, year? It, it's money, mm. and he also wasn't interested because he got offered more money by the Patriots, and we didn't know what was up with Andrew Luck at that point. Right. So he was like, "Okay, like you're still not 100 percent on Andrew Luck, so like I'm not fucking with that." Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he said. He's like, he's like, I'm not I'm not coaching Jacoby Brissett. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. I think he he bailed out, and also Robert Kraft was like, listen, motherfucker, how much money you want? And it is possible he takes a job because uh, I think the Pats still have a really good shot at making the Super Bowl this year, but I think it's obvious they're on the, the decline and on the back end of this dynasty. Yeah, it's they're going to have to figure it out as much as I, I never – I will literally never count the Patriots out, but they need to start figuring it out. Yeah. Who else you got? Those were the two. Well, those were the two that I thought were you could. There's a bunch of people that are up for jobs, but in regards to like actual fits, I I I don't see like they're whatever. The one you guy, the guy you're thinking of, his last name is Biennemi. Yeah, Bien-Nemi. I don't know how to say it. Eric Biennemi, but uh, no, like you you want I want you kind of want a guy maybe with head coaching experience. But when I saw that Harbaugh's deal was up, I'm like, you know, it's not the worst thing that could happen. No. And he's an AFC North guy. He knows how to play every team in our division. Yep. That that's a, a big plus. That was that was one of the deciding factors in Marvin's hiring was he coached the Steelers, he coached the Ravens. So he he knew those teams and that's why we brought him in. And he was a great defensive mind. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, obviously the offseason is gonna be a fucking huge debacle, but I mean, yeah, we're gonna have to have some off season uh some off season talk about Coaching, what happens after these last two games and shit like that, you know? Uh, we'll also have to do some fucking draft uh, we'll do analysis. A, we'll, we'll do a... You all want to do a last episode of the season where we uh, make our picks as, like, MVP of the team, MVP of the defense, Absolutely. all that kind G- of shit. Give me, things I have, give me things I have to pick, and then I'll pick them. Yeah, I'll write it up and uh, send it to you all. Um. Yeah, we'll do all that shit. Talk about. I mean, dude, there's so much draft talk. Cause I'm a fucking stan about the NFL draft, and I like think about. Don't use that term. I, term. I, <laughs> shut up. Uh, I just like 
I just do too much research and become like obsessed with it. And then I have like four months to think about it. Well, that's good because fucking you're going to do all that research and Nate's going to go, shut up, bitch. Yep. And it's going to discredit all the research <laughs> you did. You're not wrong, dude. Not wrong at all. Nate's waiting for it. He's like four months from now. Shit. <laughs> I'm about to shit on this. Dude, four months from now, we're going to have our fucking year beating cheeks. Fucking. Holy our, fuck, our first dude. episode was April 26th. We got to have a party. We gotta get dumb fucked up, dude. Yeah. Obviously this obviously this podcast is new, but Beating Cheeks will be a year in April. Oh yo, Nate, another cool funny thing that happened to me after the game, when we were at Yacht Club, uh I was trying to tell this story, but then uh I fucking fucked it up. But me and Karen <laughs> were uh smoking a doobie out front and uh talking about the game and this fucking weird ass like face tattoo punk girl came comes up to us and is like to Karen is like, Hey, can I, can I hit, if you let me hit that, I'll show you my tits. And Karen was like, uh, you can hit it. It's fine. And she was like, well, I'm still going to show you my tits and whipped out her titty right in front of us. And we were like, oh, hell fuck. yeah, dude. Okay. It was kind of weird. They were like, tat- she had like tattooed nips. Joel, I, Joel, Joel busted, weird. busted a nut when he left. Nah, uh, I, I went the whole time. Someone asked if they were good. And uh, I was just thinking Chappelle show. I wish I had. Four hands so I could give those titties four, four thumbs, thumbs down. down. <laughs> Nothing like good old Yacht Club and smelly bitch want to show your titties. Yeah, it was pretty fun, though. But uh, seeing Carlos was the highlight. He's my he's my dude, my getting favorite the, player. Getting the win, Joel seeing Carlos. He had a ma- he had a majestic Sunday. Bro. I'm, Me and Goff watched the fucking game at a at a keystone mac and cheese place not even one of the bars the one in west side oh no because we tried to go to fucking Bucketheads, and it was so packed that you couldn't even park there yikes i thought you had to go straight to the airport no we actually had some time to go eat oh well we we could have just let you have the steven delfs tickets but yeah uh, they had fun Delph's cool to hang out with. Yeah, we ain't mind them boys. De- Del- Delph knows a lot about football. I like hanging out with him. He's tight. Uh, we we did pay homage to you numerous times where anytime the Bengals made a big play, Joel's like, you have to hit me in the chest as hard as you can. Yeah. That's what Nate would do. Yeah, I always abuse Joel. Like on first downs, I just kept waiting for like hard hits to my sternum. Uh, and then I, I made Dylan uh, put his arms or re- put a... Re- Arms around each other when we sang a uh, uh, Bengal Prowl. Yep. After it's a, it's after a, Tuds. It's gotta happen, dude. I I know couple, a couple of Raiders fans got kicked out, dude. It was hilarious. Yeah, one Steelers fan did too. Yep. Why are you wearing a yeah. Steelers jersey at the Bengals Raiders game? Go fuck yourself, dude. Delph's story was hilarious because he just takes Instagram stories of people wearing other teams' jerseys and is just says leave. Uh, yeah, someone, it was the best. Someone I was wearing, go for that too. Someone was wearing an Adam Thielen jersey and like cheering for the Bengals. Like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking moron. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What a fucking dork, dude. Like, I don't understand wearing a jersey of a team that's not there. Yeah, They're not physically playing in the game. That's just corny. Just wear some street clothes then. That's fine. Pussy-ass bitch. Yeah, this ain't fucking minor league hockey or minor league baseball. That's acceptable there because you're not watching a real pro team. But, like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, shit's lame, dude. I don't get it. Uh, uh, where you what? You going to be home for the game this weekend, Nate? Um, yeah, I think after this, like, I don't know. I'll probably get scheduled on something, but 
I'm supposed to not work until like the fucking seventh of January after this. Ooh, damn, dude, chavo. I have like so, five, I have like five days off around Christmas too. It's wild. I only have to which work I mean, like two days next week, so I'm gonna be poor as fuck for a while. I mean, and like not not counting this week, but the two weeks before that, I put in like a hundred hours in two weeks, and this week will be like another. 40 plus hour week in like four days of work. Good God, dude. You know, support your brother. He'll be homeless. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to go to Reedy's for at least one of these last two games because it's, it's kind of fun getting drunk there and hearing all the small town gossip and eating free food. Yeah. Free food's the selling point. Dude, it's so tight. You guys should come to at least one of them. They'll probably still have two more, two more parties. So it's 23rd would be the Browns? Yeah. I'm there, bro, if it's happening. Yo, fucking uh, at the game uh, or at, at Reedy's last weekend, we were talking about how we should like probably just let Vontez go after this year. And I was like, hopefully he just comes back and like just annihilates Juju on the last on the him. last game of the year and gets suspended. And then we cut him and we win and send him and Marvin out in a blaze. And it would be, be incredible. And we could all just like have something to actually cheer about. But Reedy was like, oh, I was going to say he should just take a gun on the field and kill Ben and get arrested because <laughs> who cares? End it all, dude. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. That's the kind of random ass shit we talk about there. Nate, you dead? Yeah, I've also just been sitting Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh style this whole fucking time I've been here. <laughs> Yo, Nate doesn't have pants on. He's wearing just a shirt. He's long sleeve shirt, no pants. He's, he's <laughs> pulling the girl you just banged, wearing just like a long ass shirt only. Yep. <laughs> and then you're like, bitch, I'm you just need, bitch, you need my life away, drinking a bottle of wine, no Hell pants on. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, all right, tell Goff I won't say BBGs anymore. Tell him I'll say it as many times as I fucking want. I'll only say it for Bengals girls, beautiful Bengals girls. <laughs> Cause I gay like that, um, yeah. What else? That's about it, y'all. I'm I'm good, bro. I'm covered up. Two more fucking yeah. games. I mean, hey, we got we got one dub. That's all that matters. And hey, you know, us on the losing streak, it made it a lot less miserable that Pittsburgh was losing big games to the Raiders. Yeah, come on, in man. the Broncos. I mean, that's pretty sweet. That made me feel a little bit good for a couple hours at least. So fuck them. They fucking suck. Hey, man, let's just shoot for 8-8 eight and, eight and get into the offseason. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, who cares? You can uh, you can get a decent draft pick in the middle, but you can't. it's harder to teach these this really young core of guys how to win, and that's what we need to do. We need to like give them confidence. I mean, obviously, Joe already has it, but the more they win, the more they learn, and the better they feel about winning. Yeah, don't so, give up. So do, yeah, so don't just let them have a attitude that mediocrity is good because that's fucked us over for so many years. So, yeah. What else you got to say, Nate? You good? Nothing. I'll be home tomorrow night. Hell yeah. Sick. That's tight. We'll have a full house for the first time in months, dude. We'll bank yeah. for the first time in months. <laughs> well, no. Uh, all right, well. Have uh, fun in Dallas and uh, fly safe. Um, tell some Cowboys fans they suck for not scoring anything against the oh, Colts. Oh, dude, our, 
our like contact at the job we've been on that the guy that's been like escorting us around he escorts he was, you he sings yeah you? he was talk. he's a he's from baton rouge so he's a saints fan so he was just going around the whole site stopping every other uh one of his co-workers and being like hey how many points did the cowboys score yesterday Zero. <laughs> all he was saying yesterday it was so tight what a shithead that's hilarious yeah, he's the best he's so like country too he has like a mixture between a louisiana and texas accent and he's just was yelling at every one of his co-workers he, he it was beats, so tight he beats puss speaking of uh yeah. hillbillies how good is that uh picture of hillbilly jeff driscoll so good with with a lady he was banging that puss dude he had a dipper in for sure that was sick all right we'll hang up on you get this intro outro music queued up uh uh yeah Hey, smoke up, son. Smoke up. All right. Give your shout-outs. Suck outs. me off. Suck me off. Shouts out, bad baby. You know the fucking drill, my bitch. Y'all yeah. already know. All right. Bye. Peace, my dude. All right, motherfucker. Don't say bye. Oh, son, yeah. Son, bitch. He, he fucking Irish goodbyes like a mug like that. Um, Who you got to shout-out? Uh, God, let me think about something real quick. Yo, I got a shout out. Me and Nate went to a comedy show this weekend. Stop. Saw Stavi, baby. Um, the the MC of the show, uh, Lee Kimbrell on Fuck You, We Like the Bengals podcast. He was tight. Shout outs to him. The only other good Bengals podcast out there. They're little jokesters. They got a they got a live pod coming out. I'm gonna go. Hell get, yeah. Get hammered at Motor. It'll be sick. Boom. Yeah, um, I guess I don't really have any shout outs. Uh, I have an anti shout out getting sick. Yeah, that shit. I don't sucks fuck ass, with dude. it, bro. It's this dumbass Cincinnati weather does it to us every year. I just hate. I hate having a sore throat. It literally. It, you know what pissed me off the most? Because it makes food taste bad. Yeah, it, and it's and it's awful. Like, it makes your food taste bad. It just makes you like slothy all day. Every t- every time you try to drink water, swallow. There's like a little fire burn, and you're like, listen, guy. I'm just trying to live my fucking life. I'd rather it just be straight up cold all winter and then change in the spring, but it doesn't do that. I woke up this morning. I was like, well, my body's a little sore and my throat hurts, so uh, have fun this next week. Yeah, dude, this shit sucks. Um, Yeah, so uh, we'll come back in about two weeks. There's only two more games left. So we'll uh, update. We'll have you. an end of the year wrap up, baby. Yeah, maybe even we'll like come back before the Steelers game and just uh, roast and talk shit about the Steelers because that's really fun and we live for that. R-rated episode. Yeah, we we maybe we'll call it a little a little bonus ep, uh, and then we'll we'll do a we'll do a recap, uh, give you all our favorite parts of the season, our least favorite parts, favorite players, all that, all that jazz. Um, I'm also gonna shout out. Uh, all the PBRs I I drank on on uh, Sunday and I didn't have diarrhea the next day. It's a that's cri- that's a plus. It's a Christmas miracle, you know. So shout outs to that. Um, that's all we got. Do we got a song? I got a song. All right, play that ish, bro. Peace. Yo, if you like the Bengals, listen to this bitch. Yeah, tell your friends to uh, subscribe because we don't come out every week. It's only a couple times a month. So hit that subscribe so you don't miss out. Peace. Get down. 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 Get down.